From Riverside Health System, this is the Healthy You Podcast, where we talk about a range of health-related topics focused on improving your physical and mental health. We chat with our providers, team members, patients, and caregivers to learn more about how to maintain a healthy lifestyle and improve overall physical and mental health. So let's dive into learn more about becoming a healthier you. I am really excited to have with me today, virtually via Zoom on the Healthy You podcast, Dr. Alexander Schultz. Okay. He is a pulmonologist with Riverside Eastern Shore Physicians and Surgeons. And we're going to be talking today about vaping. So thank you for joining me. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Thanks, Frankie. Awesome. So tell me why you decided to pursue a career in medicine. Well, um, I liked biology, I liked physiology, and I liked helping people. And I had not put all of that together um, until my sister said to me, why don't you become a doctor? And I said, no, no, no. I'm not going to become a doctor. Um, That's much too hard, uh, you know, too many hours. But about uh, two months later, I found myself applying for medical school. And then during medical school, I um, got particularly interested in uh, what was going on in the intensive care unit, um, which has a lot of pulmonary medicine in it and a lot of lung medicine. And um, uh, again, a lot of physiology that um, is dictated by how sick somebody is. And when you have people who are critically ill and need to be on uh, respirators, breathing machines uh, to help support them, that's all got to do with the lungs. And that's that's sort of how I got into that, that area of medicine. And this training was uh, for a period of uh, three years initially for internal medicine and an additional three years as a fellowship. And um, I graduated medical school in 1991 in Ireland. So I've been doing this for a little bit um, and um, I'm, I'm finally getting good at it. Yes, yes. Um, I heard that you're not good, but you're exceptional at it. I am a former, I'm a former critical care nurse, so have worked closely with the pulmonologist and been so pivotal to treating those high acuity patients. Um, so we're going to be talking about vaping, which is is new for me, right? Um, uh, vaping is, is something that is new um, in era. Um, talk a little bit about what vaping is, because um, some of our viewers may not um, know what vaping is, nor have they been exposed to vaping. Um, okay, well, I think that most people actually do know what vaping is at this point, because it has been brought to the fore uh, in many um, different news uh, articles, uh, because the dangers of vaping have been talked about. And of course, before vaping came cigarette smoking. And, you know, what is the difference between cigarettes and, and vapes? So the, the 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 most important thing about this is that vaping is a vapor, which is a different type of delivery uh, of, of, a, of a substance than uh, cigarettes, which are combustible. So they're, you know, the big difference is smoke versus vapor. The, the bottom line is that the uh, vaping is still a way to deliver nicotine for most people. And um, 
even though I think at one point it was, you know, developed as an idea to help people stop smoking. Uh, and the first patent of this goes back to 1930, even though it never took off at that time. And then, you know, more patents were in 1960. And then it sort of came to the fore um, when a pharmacist in Beijing and China had a father die of lung cancer. And he wanted to invent something that could deliver nicotine without the harmful tar that might be in cigarettes. And so that's, that's sort of where the whole idea came from to use a nicotine delivery system um, using a vapor. And um, that's, that's basically how it started. And of course, when you inhale nicotine um, on its own, it's, it's pretty harsh. Um, and, um, I, um, have smoked myself. Um, I've never vaped. Um, you know, I grew up a, a, in an era where smoking was perfectly acceptable, but, um, we, we have to think back about the idea of what this is, uh, smoking or vaping is all about effect. We're looking for an effect and whether that is, uh, feeling such and such a way, um, or in particular for younger people, feeling part of the crowd, um, or when they're having peer pressure, or you're feeling cool, or you're thinking that you're grown up now because you can do these things. Usually, smoking, just like alcohol, is done for effect. Okay. Okay. And and one of the things I keep coming back to is sort of what what is the motivation to start smoking, vaping, or anything like that? And it typically has to do with wanting to be part of the crowd, wanting to be something that you think you're not. Um, so it has something to do with self-confidence. Um, and of course, teenagers are really emotionally vulnerable. And this is a fantastic time for somebody to come in and say, here, look at this. We've got something that will make you feel part of the crowd, which is what every teenager wants. Okay. Okay. Um, that's that's great information. I think there's some sense that vaping may not be as bad um, as smoking cigarettes on your health and on the environment. Um would you just talk a little bit more about that piece? Um, yeah, sure. So, um, first of all, it's a fallacy. Um, you know, vaping is um, arguably just as bad in the few years that it has been around. And of course, we don't have the the luxury of uh, decades and decades of studies, and we don't know what vaping will do long term. Um, what, what I do know is that just like with cigarette smoking, it's a gamble. You don't know if you are going to be inhaling a chemical that will damage your lungs or not. And one of the things about these, these vapes um, is that they come in all kinds of flavors um, and colors, uh, which has made them extremely attractive to teenagers. And again, you need that flavor to get down the harsh nicotine. So... Um, we, um, we're, we're looking at inhaling chemicals when really the lungs were meant to breathe in air. Right. You know, I, to, to me, it's always a question of why are we talking about vaping? Why are we talking about smoking? We, we should just be talking about breathing fresh air. I mean, you know, um, but 
the um, the flavorings um, in vapes is where some of the chemicals are, like diacetyl, um, as well as some some heavy metals, tin, lead, nickel, and and many other substances that you just don't know what you're inhaling. It is not well regulated. Um, and even though there have been some bans on flavors here and there, um, if you read through the news articles, you will see how people try to get around. Um, and when I say people, I, I talk about um, corporations who want to market this. Um, uh, they will get around in some way, manner or form by saying that this is not being sold in a pod. Uh, it's it's not a cartridge. It's something else. So they can keep the original chemicals in it. And and really, when when you're dealing with um, young people um, inhaling nicotine at an early age when the brain is still developing, you are going to cause problems. Um, it's already been shown that um, people who vape um, have a problem with impulse control. Um, there are actually more fights, um, and some people have symptoms that sound like look like uh, attention deficit disorder and um and there's a greater likelihood of people who vape to have uh, severe anxiety or depression so which comes first i don't know it it again may relate to the mental health aspects that that you know are important to me is dig down why why are you doing this to begin with you know absolutely so um I um, I have a patient who uh, is in her 30s. Uh, she was vaping. Um, at the time, she was vaping a marijuana uh, type of substance um, through a commercial vape. And uh, it damaged her lungs to the point that um, she is now awaiting a lung transplant, possibly. Yeah. And that's the worst of it. Um, some people get away with it and have uh, lesser forms of this, but when when you do, you're still left with some permanent scarring of the lungs. Um, you may also have simple things like sores in your mouth. Um, you um, may have some degree of hair thinning. Um, there's, um, you know, obviously you can get a rash around the mouth, um, and it's just not a healthy way to. Um, to spend the day, so to speak. There, there are healthier ways to deal with anxiety or depression than vaping. Absolutely. I, I'm embarrassed to say, I'm a, you know, obviously I'm a healthcare professional. I, I really learn and learning so much from listening to you talk about vaping because I did not know how extensive um, the outcomes could be. And so I, I really think this podcast is going to help educate um, the communities and even our team members, uh, because there is a misunderstanding that I see that they think vaping is safer than cigarettes. So one of the things about uh, the United States is that the nicotine content of vapors uh, of, of vapes is much higher than in the United Kingdom. Um, here in the states, you can buy uh, a ten milliliter bottle. Uh, that has 60 milligrams of, of nicotine per mil. And in the UK, it's one third of that. It's only 20 milligrams per milliliter. So that's that's a significant uh, difference in how much nicotine you can inhale per puff. 
And uh, I, I want to share one quick thing with you. We we had a, a recent talk uh, that we gave to a group of middle schoolers and high schoolers. A respiratory therapist and I uh, got to talk about smoking and vaping. And I want to share some data from this. Uh, we had a uh, um, a survey afterwards, and uh, of 130 attendees, 75% um, filled out a survey. It was equally divided between girls and boys who were between the ages of 13 and 19. And about 20% of them said that they had at some point smoked, vaped, or used chewing tobacco. Okay. After, after the talk, which included some of the material that we've just gone over, um, all 15 were convinced to stop, which, you know, is, is an amazing thing to hear, even if the 15 don't all stop or they start again, but it seems like it has made an impact. Absolutely. So to me, the idea of, you know, what can we do to help our teenagers, um, the type of intervention that might help is, is not necessarily the parents saying, don't vape. It's not necessarily the teacher saying, don't vape. It's education, bringing something to the school from, you know, a third party, so to speak, somebody who doesn't have any, um, you know, skin in the game, so to speak, and who may relate to the teenagers in a way that that neither the teachers nor the parents can. So education is is high on my list, but also how. And, and that seems to have been a useful um, forum um, in, in, in how to do it. Absolutely. We have some key relationships in this area with the, with the high schools um, and students. And um, we're going to think more creatively about what you're talking about. How do we get into those um, schools and have that face time and really educate our students about um, the repercussions of vaping? And then yeah, we it would be nice. If if it was part of the curriculum, um, you know, in 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 health, um, human health, so absolutely, and we have to reach them where they are. I, I know having young folks, they don't watch TV anymore; they're on social media. Um, so we have to bring that education, like this podcast, um, to where they're where they're listening. So um, um, as well. Well, wow, that is that is really great information. Thank you so much for your commitment to do this work um, and to continue to educate um, um, in this space. Is there anything else, Dr. Schultz, that you would like to share with our viewers as it relates to vaping? And if someone um, is seeking help, um, where would you direct them um, if they're trying to uh, find a way to quit? What are some of the some cravings and how do they manage that safely um, if they're looking to to quit vaping? So, there, you know, that's that's a lot of questions in one <laughs> sense. I but, think we really would do a really I, good job of breaking it down and 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 and, and comprehending and, and providing some pearls. No, I I hear you. And 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 sort of, you know, going from the back forward, if if we say that you know, how does somebody quit? Um, I, I think the, the the first idea is to ask for help. And who do you ask for help? It would have to be uh, your doctor um, as, as an intro uh, so that you can talk about this more with somebody who is uh, non-judgmental, okay? Yeah. And, and that's the whole point. I mean, the, the second thing I would, you know, say is that 
if you know somebody who has quit before you, that is the next person that I would be leaning on because this person has already managed to do it. And if that person can do it, well, maybe I can do. In other words, you, you have to, you know, allow for some hope to arise that it is possible to, to quit. And it's not just quitting. I mean, there has to be a substitution for what used to be there because if all of a sudden you're not smoking cigarettes or you're not vaping or you're not drinking whatever you've been using to soothe yourself is gone then there's a big hole you're going to have to fill that in other words i sometimes i tell my patients that that they they need to think their homework is to think about what are you going to put in place of your vapes or your cigarettes what is it that could be satisfying for you? What is it that gives you a break? What gives you relief? Uh, what gives you joy? And know about it beforehand so that instead of reaching for a vape, you're reaching for your pen to do journaling, your fishing pole because you want to go fishing, your motorbike keys because you'll go for a ride. But you, it's sort of you need to have a physical activity that you can do, number one. Number two, it has to be something that triggers the same kind of satisfaction um, or soothing um, that you might have gotten from cigarettes or um, vaping. It's 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 all about mental health, to be honest with you. And it's it's something that you know, we, we all need to address together. Um, it's, it's, it's a big, it's a big ball of wax. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. If somebody wanted to reach out to you directly, specifically um, on the shore, um, how would they do so? Um, probably the easiest way is to just uh, call my office, um, which is 757 302-2700. Uh, okay. So that's 757-302-2700. And um, there is also a, a Virginia quit line, 1-800-QUIT-NOW. That's something that you can do. And, you know, in the end, if if you if you want to quit for, you know, you you will. Uh, if, you're, if you're desperate enough to quit, you will. Um, if, if there is a commitment, um, it can be done. And you know, one of the things about any of these addictions is that you may have to try three or four times before you've you've quit completely. But don't ever give up on that. Just don't give up. Right. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Um, and thank you so much for your time and providing so much robust information um, and keeping this top of mind, vaping specifically. There's so many other addictions on the rise, um, but we need to keep this top of mind just because of the negative impact that it has. So thank you very much. Absolutely, you're very welcome, Frankie. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy You. We're so glad you were able to join us today and learn more about this topic. If you would like to explore more, go to riversideonline.com.